Thank you for joining the Element Church Podcast, where we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope this message inspires and strengthens your faith. One of our core values here is it matters. As Pastor Jared's walking down the middle of the aisle here to go run the sound, because there's nobody back there running sound today. One of our core values is it matters that no matter how you serve in the church, it matters for you and it matters for the church. It's one of our values. And we didn't want to just say it today. We wanted to show it. We wanted to show you just how valuable our volunteers are by doing what we have been, have been calling No-Show Sunday. We literally asked all of our volunteers to not show up today, at least not show up to serve. Uh, my hope for today, normally we would have, as I said earlier, dozens of volunteers all over our building. We would have volunteers in the parking lot making sure things are kind of organized and flowing there the way they should. We'd have greeters inside greeting you or here in the auditorium making sure you can find a seat if it's dark or if, you know, if there's not enough room. We, we have a cleaning team. That all they do is clean before, during, and after every service, making sure you know, everything is safe and sanitized here in, in the room. We've got a prayer team that, that prays for people, both here in person and online. We've got people praying online. Typically, we don't have our, our volunteers for today for, for the prayer team. We've we got a production team that would make sure everything works properly and starts my timer so I know how long i got left to, to preach to you, and, and you're counting down the minutes. I know you are, and, and you know, we, they get the lights on and the sound and all a band up here normally, uh, not in this service, but in our first two services, we would normally have an amazing kids ministry team checking in kids, making sure that it's safe and secure back there, teaching and, and leading our, our, our kids about Jesus and how much he, he loves them. And, and listen, this service is used to no, no kids ministry. Everybody showed up. The first service had no idea there was no kids ministry. They had to bring their kids in here. We had 53 kids in here last service. It was awesome. It's amazing. It re- revealed the need that the, uh, our volunteers matter. And so my hope for today is this. I, I hope to first of all show just how amazing our volunteers are and how important you are because you're not actually doing what you would normally do. If you, if you are a volunteer at Element Church, I want to say thank you. Thank you for what you do because it matters and everybody in this room should be thanking our volunteers right now for what they do in this place. It's unbelievable. Like, we can do church one week without you. It's not done with excellence, I can tell you that. But we can't do this every week without you. There is absolutely no way. So volunteers, thank you so much for taking your faith seriously enough that you actually invest your valuable time to serve God and his people through this church. It matters more than you know. You're seeing it today. When people don't serve, it leaves a gaping hole in our ministry when you don't serve. I also hope today to inspire and challenge some Christians who call Element Church home to stop sitting on the fence And to join the team as we charge the gates of hell in the name of Jesus in our community. We need you. We need you to join the team. 
Uh, we, we need you to, to be serving regularly in some capacity to, to partner with us in our vision. We exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. If you're new with us today, if you're new and you don't know if this is your church home yet, which we might have solidified the decision for you by now, I'm not asking you to serve in any way. If you're new with us, I am not asking you to serve. However, once you decide where your church home is, whether it's our church or another one of the amazing churches we have in Cheyenne, once you decide where your church home is, I'm challenging you today to get connected and make a lasting impact with your time, talent, and treasure through the church that you choose to call your home. And if you're here and you are not a Christian, thank you for being here. I love it that you are here. I hope our church always opens these doors wide to those who do not believe. And this message may not feel like it's for you today, but it is. Because what I'm talking about is a part of the expectation God has for those of us who do believe. So if you ever put your faith in Christ, at least you'll know what a part of his expectation is of you. And listen, if you wanted to serve, we have spots in our church for you to serve even if you don't believe. All throughout our history, 14 years as a church, we've had people who have, have served alongside us and didn't even believe in Jesus. We've had some volunteers put their faith in Jesus while they're volunteering at church, which as, is, is incredible. Now listen, just to bring some comfort to some people, we would never have someone who doesn't believe teaching our children or leading a small group. Like there's some places in the church that you wouldn't be able to serve uh, just simply based on the fact that you don't believe. But here's a reality we've got to understand. Not every place in the church is for every person, but make no mistake about it, every person has a place in God's church. And even if you don't believe, we've got a place for you to belong. And so if you want to, then join the team. The reality is, if you're a Christian, if you claim to love Jesus and follow him, if you've been forgiven of your sins by faith in the shed blood of Jesus and his Holy Spirit now lives in you, then serving God's church is not an activity that you do. It's an extension of who you are. Uh, there's no volunteers today, but I'm still preaching, okay? In fact, that's our, our big idea. Not that I'm still preaching the thing I said before that. The big idea is this. Serving God's church is not an activity that we do. It's an extension of who we are. For believers, for Christians, that serving God's church, it's not just another activity at the endless list of activities in our life. It should be just an extension of who we are. So here's the big question we're gonna ask today. How is serving an extension of who we are? How is serving, as Christians, an extension of who we are? The main scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 26 in the New Testament portion of the Bible. Uh, again, normally all the scripture and the points would be on the screens for you to follow along, but there's no show Sunday, so we don't have volunteers to make that, that happen. We do have the notes on the YouVersion Bible app, uh, so if you want to follow along on YouVersion, you can. YouVersion's also a great resource if you don't own a Bible. It's a free Bible app that has just tons and tons of resources on there. We highly recommend it. Or if you're here in person and you want a Bible and you don't own one, uh, uh, one of our staff members will be at guest services today. Just ask for a Bible out there before you go and we'll get you one free of charge. We're skipping the first few verses here, 1 Corinthians 12. We're gonna jump in at verse four. We'll come back to the first two verses later. 
The Apostle Paul is writing here, and he says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit, meaning God's spirit, is the source of them all. That God's spirit is the source of all the gifts. Everybody help me out and say source. Help me out again and say go Chiefs. Ha ha, I tricked you. So, somebody's like, go, 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 started saying it. God is, God's spirit is the source of all the gifts. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. So serving God's church, not just an activity that we do, it's an extension of who we are. How is serving an extension of who we are? The first thing I see, I had you say it with the word source, the first thing is this, number one, consider the source of our serving. It's an extension of who we are when you actually consider the source of our serving. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration and authority of of God's Spirit, he said, each one of us has a gift. And we each have the ability to serve, and both the gift and the ability come from God. That God is the source of our serving. That quite literally, as a Christian, if Jesus, God in the flesh, by faith, lives in me, then serving becomes an extension of who I am because Jesus was first a servant. In Mark chapter 10, the disciples came to Jesus and they were arguing over which one of them was the greatest which is kind of funny, they're in the presence of God in the flesh and they're arguing about who's the greatest. John and James come to Jesus and they were asking him for special places of authority and leadership in his coming kingdom and Jesus said this to the disciples, really to all of us, Mark 10, 43 through 45, he said, but among you, my, my followers, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man, that's a a title Jesus used for himself, even I, he said, came not to be served. Think about that. God in the flesh, who deserved to be served, the only one in history, said that I didn't even come to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. Like serving was an extension of who Jesus was. So if we claim that Jesus is in us, that he has saved us and changed us and is transforming us to look more and more like him, then serving should be an extension of who I am as well by Christ in me. The source of our serving is Christ in us. His spirit gives us gifts and opportunities and abilities to serve his church. When you consider the source of our gifts, Jesus, it's awfully hard not to surrender them to be used for his good and his kingdom through his church. And I know there'll be some people who say, and and well-meaning, good-intentioned, Say, I, I, I use my gifts, my abilities, my opportunities, my availability. I use it to serve other organizations, other, other nonprofits, other charities, whatever it is. And that's awesome, by the way. That's great. That is a good thing. Like, as Christians, our lives should be marked by generosity and service. So those are all good things. But I'm going to press in on this today and just remind us that Jesus never said, I will build my nonprofits. 
He never said, I will build my charities or I will build other organizations. Those are all well and good. We should support them. Jesus, though, said, I will build my church. The Greek word is ekklesia. It means gathering or assembly of people. I will build my church, my gathering of people. And then he said, all the powers of hell itself will not be able to prevail against it. I'll build my, my church. So because of the source of our gifts, Jesus himself, our serving should begin with his church. Which leads right into the second thing I want us to see here. Serving God's church, it's not an activity that we do. It's an extension of who we are. So how is serving an extension? Consider the source of our serving. Jesus, who said, I'll build my church. And then who does he use to build it? Us. That's mind-blowing to me. I didn't say this in any other service. So Lord, if I'm supposed to say it, then help it land. God doesn't need us to build his church. He could build it with a snap of his fingers. But he said, I actually love you enough to let you partner with it. I'm asking you to help me build this thing called my church that the gates of hell can't even prevail against. And yet many of us who claim we love Jesus and his kingdom do nothing to build it. Second thing, consider the strength of our serving. The strength of our serving. 1 Corinthians now, verse 12, verse 7, Paul says this. Again, a spiritual gift is given to each of us, and he tells us why now, so we can help each other. And who is the each other? It's the church. We skipped the first two verses earlier. I'm going to come back to it now. Paul tells us who the each other is in the first two verses because he's writing to these people. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 and 2, this letter's, or, sorry, I think it should be 1, 1 and 2. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, and from our brother Sosthenes, I am writing to God's church in Corinth. He's writing to God's church. The strength of our serving is that when we serve, we help each other. We, we build up the church. We, we strengthen his people. And we see it all through scripture, by the way. We see it all through scripture. 1 Peter 4, verse 10, Peter the apostle, one of the 12 disciples, he says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. The church. Romans 12, 4 and 5, the apostle Paul says this, just as our bodies, our physical bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, which is, by the way, a term used in scripture to describe the church. We are the body of Christ. He says we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. That as Christians in the church, I belong to you and you belong to me and I won't call you sweetheart like the song says. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I belong to you. You belong to me. You're my sweetheart. Some of you are like, praise the Lord for Pastor Jared. Otherwise, I'd be leading worship today. We need to ask ourselves this question. It's a great question. In the church, 
the church that I have chosen to call my home, would my serving reflect the truth that I belong to them? As Christians, we are each a part of the body, the church, both collectively with all of God's people, but also uniquely in our individual church settings. And look what it says, Ephesians 4, verse 16. The Apostle Paul says this, he, he makes the whole body, God makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part, you could say each person, as each person does its own special work, it helps the other parts, the other people grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now the implication is not stated, but there is an implication. The implication of that verse is this, that if I don't do my part in the church, I can actually prevent other people from growing. But it's when each person does their part that we help the other parts grow and then the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. For illustration's sake, just imagine, if you will, that your New Year's resolution was, uh, was as follows, that my New Year's resolution is I'm, I'm gonna exercise, but I'm only gonna exercise my right bicep, my left calf, and I'm only going to brush and floss the top row of my teeth. Some would call that Arkansas. Probably shouldn't have said that. If you're watching from Arkansas, I apologize. If you're from Arkansas, I apologize. I don't know why we always make fun of Arkansas as Americans, but they got the short end of the stick. You're only exercising your right bicep, left calf, only brushing and flossing the top row of your teeth is your New Year's resolution. You do that long enough, you're going to be pretty unhealthy overall, and you're going to start looking silly to those around you. So guess what happens when the whole body is not doing its part in the church? If it goes long enough, you're going to be pretty unhealthy overall, and we will start looking pretty silly to those around us. This is why we tell you it matters what you do. <laughs> That no matter how you serve in the church, it matters for you and it matters for the church. Another core value we have is better together. That we become the most like Christ when we are connected together, serving together through Christ, growing, healthy, full of love. I don't know any Christian who would say they don't want the church to be growing, healthy, and full of love. But that means all of us got to be doing our part, according to the Apostle Paul. Serving God's church is not an activity that we do. It's an extension of who we are. So how is serving God's church an extension of who we are? Well, we've got to consider the source of our serving, the Holy Spirit of Christ himself through us. Consider the strength of our serving, that when we serve one another in the church, we are helping the whole body be, be healthy, growing, and full of love. It's, it's a strength that we have together when we're serving. And then the last thing, number three, is this. Consider the significance of your serving. Significance. For sake of time, we can't read the whole passage. I would encourage you to read it on your own. So jumping to verse 12, Paul says this. As we've already read, he does, does this in every one of his letters practically. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Yes, the body, verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. I've already made a joke about the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. 
But imagine, if you will, imagine for illustration that, that either the Chiefs or the Bucks, take your pick, one of them comes out today on the first possession of offense. If you don't know anything about football, you play 11 players at a time, 11 on offense, 11 on, on defense. So imagine, take your pick, they come out and the first possession of offense, they line up 11 quarterbacks, 11 of them. There's normally one, by the way, if you don't know. Like, as much as I hate to say this, and the Lord has not struck me down yet, Tom Brady is the GOAT. He is the greatest accomplished football player of all time. I can't imagine in my lifetime or, or even beyond any other player ever accomplishing what Tom Brady has accomplished in his career. It is unbelievable. Now let me go puke, I'll be back. Just kidding. Imagine, let's say the Bucks. Imagine the Bucks come out today at 4.30 when the game starts and they say, you know what? We've seen just how valuable a quarterback, a good quarterback is to the success of our team. Let's start 11 quarterbacks today. How well would that go for them? Like, Lord Jesus, please have them start 11 quarterbacks. <laughs> They're not gonna do that, why? Like, even Tom Brady would be the first to admit he did not get to 10 Super Bowls or win all those championships by himself. Like many of the years in New England, it was the defense of New England that, that, that was the strength of the team, not even Tom, Tom Brady. Like from the water boy on the sidelines to the trainer in the locker room to the secretary in the office, it takes an entire organization to win a Super Bowl, not just one player or even one position. Shifting gears from the Super Bowl but just as powerful of an illustration, in 1961, when NASA was trying to fulfill the vision of, of Pre President JFK to put a man on the moon, JFK in 1961 visited NASA headquarters. While touring NASA headquarters, he came across a janitor in the hallway who was mopping the floors. Just out of kindness, Sincerely trying to make sure the man was seen by the president. The president asked the janitor, it was obvious what he does, but he asked the janitor, what do you do at NASA? And the janitor, while mopping the floors, said this, I'm helping to land a man on the moon. Come on. Like the janitor understood that he may not be the one in the module landing on the moon. He won't even be in command control. He really has no authority at all at NASA, but he understood by mopping these floors at NASA, I'm helping land a man on the moon. And when you volunteer here at Element, no matter how you serve God in this place, whether you're on the platform or out in the parking lot or any other place of ministry, every life changed here, every connection made, every impact that goes out from this place, you're a part of that. Like if somebody walked in and you were serving and they said, hey, what do you do at Element Church? You could honestly tell them, I'm helping people experience life to its fullest, connect them into meaningful relationships and make a lasting impact because you are. You're a part of something so much bigger when you serve here. Paul, Paul actually finishes up by telling us that. 1 Corinthians 12 now, verses 17 through 22. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Or if your whole team were a quarterback, how would you win? But our bodies have many parts. 
And God's put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there's many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And it's inferring that we can't say you don't need me either. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Like a janitor at NASA or a parking lot volunteer or a prayer team member or someone who cleans or people who come into the office throughout the week and make phone calls to those who put their faith in Christ or signed up for a group or signed up to serve or the food pantry volunteers that serve. We closed the food pantry today. It's run by volunteers. There's a massive impact not happening today because it takes a group of people together to accomplish it. No one position more important than the other. They're all significant. And then Paul ends with this in verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. So let me ask this question. You might be a part of the body, but are you doing your part? You are, as a believer, a part of the body, but are you doing your part? And again, many of you are. Like, thank you again to our amazing volunteers. My twin brother, Jeremy, he was here this last Sunday. Uh, he was here at the church all day long. He came to our 7 a.m. production meeting. He sat through every service. He was at the FLE, which might lead to, uh, you know, some understanding for some of you who probably saw him and thought, why is Jeff ignoring me? It probably wasn't me. It was probably my brother, Jeremy, so blame him. But he was here all day long. After the FLE, my brother came, found me in the lobby, and he came to me, he's like, and he pulled me aside. And he said, bro, your volunteers are incredible. And you are. You are absolutely incredible. But for others, Christians who call Element Church your home, it's time to step up. It's time to get off the fence and join the team. We need you. God's kingdom needs you. And you need to do it. It's good for your soul. Like serving's good for your soul. I firmly believe. I firmly believe that you will never experience the fullness of life that Jesus offers you until you are fully engaged with his church. And that includes serving in his church. And it's not like, please don't hear this message thinking we don't have any volunteers. Like we got volunteers, great ones. Like we just ran the numbers. Currently, as of this week, we have just under 50% of our adult attenders, so if you take the average adult attendance, take out the kids, average adult attenders, just under like 49.8%, 50% of our average adult attenders are serving regularly on a volunteer team. That's pretty awesome. But, but I think we can do better than that. A lot of churches would be thrilled with 50%. There's way more than that many Christians in this church. So we can do better. So if we had 60% serving, that would require 60 new volunteers. But I think we can and should do better. If we had 70% of our average adult attendance serving, that would require about 120 new volunteers from what we already have, which is great. And that's what I'm praying for. I am praying that we would be a church that has, on average, 70% of our adult attenders serving regularly on a volunteer team. And one of the biggest places of need we have is in our eKids ministry. You guys know right now we don't offer at this service and it's hindering our impact. 
It's hindering our reach of people by not being able to offer kids ministry in the service. In our first two services, we have had many Sundays where we've closed down kids' rooms. We just say no to kids because we didn't have enough volunteers to safely accommodate the families who were coming to our church. Now, it's a great thing to have those people coming, but we need to be able to serve them, and we need more people serving in e-kids. We need some men serving in e-kids. We need some men who will model to our children what it looks like to be a man today and love Jesus at the same time. But we we can't offer e-kids here. We can't open up the full capacity unless we have more people serving. When we consider the source of our serving, Jesus, the strength of our serving, how it builds each other up, the significance of our serving, that no one position is more important than the other. From the platform to the parking lot, we're all equal on this team, that each one of us is helping land a person on the moon. When you consider all of that, I think many of you would say, it's time for me to serve. And I agree. It's time. It's time for some of you to stop being a consumer and start being a contributor to the church. To those of you who are watching online, we have online volunteer opportunities, by the way, as well. But for some of you who are watching online, I'm pressing in. Some of you are choosing this out of convenience. It's more comfortable for you to stay home and be in your pajamas that should get dressed and be a part of the body. Some of you can't come, I get it, you shouldn't. But for some of you, it's time to connect to the body. And you know it, you know it, and you should get here. On your way out today, I'm challenging you to sign up to serve. You can do that by stopping by one of the Next Step computers out there on that wall. You can stop by the tables in the lobby. We've got some staff members who will be there. You can go to our website, elementchurch.life, and then go to the next steps portion of, of our website under the connect tab at the top. There's papers on every chair that show you just how many volunteer opportunities there are. And there's all sorts of opportunities, not just on Sunday. Throughout the week, we have opportunities. And just so you know, when you sign up to serve, you're not signing up to serve every service every Sunday in perpetuity until you die. That's not what you do. It's just you saying, you know what? I believe in Jesus and I love him. And he said, I'm building my church. So I'm actually gonna start building with him. And if something doesn't work out, try something else. There's a place for you to serve here in this church. And listen, I know I came in hot today. I get that. But, but, but there, is, there are times as a pastor where I feel like I have to lean in with a prophetic word for our church. And today was one of those days. It is time for some Christians to contribute. Again, we have got a lot of contributors here. But you don't have to. You don't have to serve. In our history, there have been plenty of people who have made Element Church their home and have never once picked up a towel to serve someone else. And we're going to continue. If you don't serve, we're going to continue to love you and we're going to continue to challenge you to serve. And here's why you don't have to serve. You can choose to not serve And there'll be plenty of other Christians who will pick up your slack. And they're going to contribute so that you can consume. But if all you do is consume, physically, what happens? 
If all you do is consume in your body and you never actually do anything with your body, contribute, you're going to end up being obese. You'll eventually atrophy. And if it goes on long enough, you'll die. And spiritually speaking, when I, as a follower of Jesus, refuse to contribute and only consume, I will eventually become obese spiritually. I will atrophy. And the danger is it could cause me to die. And I don't want to see anyone in our church die spiritually simply to be selfish. It's a strong word. I know it is. And I know there are probably people that hear that today and think, I'm going to find another church. Okay. You can find a church that will let you just sit in the pew and consume. We ain't going to be that church. I will continue to call all of us, me included, to not just consume, but contribute. And it's time. It's time. Thank you for being an amazing church. I came in hard. I understand that you all received it with grace. And I love that about our church. I won't always preach like this every Sunday, but when it's time, it's, I will. And I do it with love. <laughs> because, yes, when you serve, it benefits our church but I know how much benefit it is to you to actually be a part of the body. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for inviting us to be a part of the body of Christ. Not just connected by faith, but then doing something with our faith in the body. And Lord, I pray, anything that I have said that is not from you, Lord, I pray that you would wipe it away and not have it impact anyone. But Lord, if anything I've read or anything I've said has been from you, I pray that it would land on our hearts and change us to be more like you. Lord, we love you. We give you all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thanks for being a great church. Um, you're dismissed. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast or follow us on social media. To learn more about our gathering times in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or to take your next step, visit our website, elementchurch.life. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week right here on the Element Church Podcast.